the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Benker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. Today on the show, we're going to talk with Elliot Katz, author of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants. But first, two quick announcements. If you have not become a Patreon supporter, now is the time to do so. As always, there are four very economical levels, and those who sign up at the $20 level receive a signed copy of the Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage. Just go to SuzanneVenker.com slash podcast and click on the button that says become a subscriber. This offer is good through the end of January, so this is the last time I'll be mentioning it on the air. Also on that same page, SuzanneVenker.com slash podcast you'll see a button that says make a donation. So if you don't want to become a monthly Patreon subscriber, you could always just make a one-time donation. And that is very much appreciated as well. Finally, a quick shout out to Steve, Ann, and Craig for becoming new Patreon supporters. I cannot thank you guys enough. Your support means the world to me. Secondly, if the wife or the husband you once knew seems to have disappeared, don't throw in the towel before trying marriage coaching. So many of my clients are shocked to learn that the tools they need to sustain love have been available to them all along, but in a culture in which equality reigns, they haven't been encouraged to access the glorious differences between women and men that make love work. I can help you develop the skills you need to speak your spouse's language and to create a more peaceful and passionate relationship. So if your marriage is struggling, sign up now for your free 30-minute exploratory call by going to SuzanneBanker.com and clicking on the button at the top. And now on with the show. Author Elliot Katz was once divorced, and like a lot of people, at first he blamed his former wife. And like a lot of men, he thought he was a good husband. Then he went on a journey to learn what it means to be a man and discovered insights that changed his life. Fortunately for us, Elliot has shared those insights in his book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man, which has been translated into 24 languages by publishers in Europe, Asia, Latin America, and Africa. One reader wrote on Amazon, this book is helping me become a better man in my relationships and in guiding my own life. It's as close to having a real father in my life. Welcome back to the show, Elliot. Good to be here. It's so nice to talk with you again. I I don't know. I might have a lot of new listeners who don't realize you were on sometime, I think in 2000, well, maybe it was 2019 now. I'm not sure, but um I'm so glad to have you back because I think that you have touched upon something here with um, how utterly confused modern men are today about their role, right? And and their and just relationships in general and what it is that women want. And you and I kind of do the same kind of thing with respect to the coaching, but you probably talk with more men than I do. Yes, exactly. I focus on men. Yeah, right. And I'm, my focus is more on women, although I do work with husbands as well. But, but yeah, so you have a really strong handle on the male side of things and what it is that they are doing, thinking that it makes them good guys slash modern progressive men, right? And just going along with with what this, you know, what society tells him is how he's supposed to be as a man. And you're pointing out here that these things are actually doing the exact opposite. So you wanted to talk about the five top things that you see men doing, thinking it makes them good guys, but actually making them is actually making them, excuse me, is actually making women fed up with them. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I hear so, it all the time. And, and the sad thing is, 
I mean, I meet a lot of fellows who are divorced or her are you know our marriage is on the verge of divorce, and they and they're good people. They, you know, they want to be good husbands. They want to be good fathers. They're they're not all the negative things you associate with men. Sometimes like they're not alcoholics, drug users, gamblers, womanizers. They're not violent. They're good people. They want to be good husbands, and and they and a lot of them just can't understand why their wives are so frustrated with them. Agreed. Now, have you, uh, before we get into these five things, do you want to tell a little bit about your own story and how you got so focused and passionate about this? Well, you know, I was, I was one of those guys. I was married for 10 years then I got divorced. And like a lot of people, I blamed the other person. And like a lot of men, I, I thought I was a good husband. And, you know, I came to the point of asking myself, what do I have to learn from all this? And I really went on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a relationship? Because obviously what I thought it was wasn't didn't work. So I started talking to other men. And the more I talked to other men, the more I realized a lot of us are confused. You know, most of us are confused. Then I read books on relationships, and they really didn't say anything to me. And it was only when I turned to that timeless wisdom that, you know, for generations, fathers and other older male role models used to teach younger men about being a man, I was really blown away. Because here was what I, I should have been been taught years ago, but had, had never been taught. And and when I started talking to other men and teaching these ideas, it's like, you got to show your share of leadership. You got to show you can make a decision. They said, no one's ever told me this before. Like, it was like, it was amazing. How could people be married for like 10 or 20 years and not know these things? Well, of course I have, uh, you know, I have a theory, I guess. As, I mean, I have several thoughts as to why that has happened. I think it was much more common to pass that on. Um, from generation to general generation when families were a more intact, right. And just simply together. Um, and when families were closer knit and you might had the grandma and grandpa around that kind of thing. But as families become more fractured, they really don't have not only the window to pass on that information, but, a, but because they often messed it up themselves, they don't even have, the, they don't even know what to pass on. Right. So there's, exactly, exactly. there's a lot going on you know, there. You know what? Young men look to their fathers and other older men to to learn how to be a man. They they watch them. I mean, I I know I was a young man, and you watch your father and other men because you want to learn. Like, what does it mean to be a man? Like, how do, how does a man treat a wife? How does a man relate to other men? You know, competitively or socially. You're looking at these men, and and like so many men today, you know, they're. They're not as involved with their families. They're divorced. You know, you watch television. Men are betrayed as incapable buffoons. You know, most teachers in school are, are women. It's really like, where does a young man learn how to be a man? And, it, you, and you know, it's not, it's not just men. It's also women who are not learning how to be women. And again, for the same reasons, because the families are fractured or because the parents don't even, the moms don't even know how to pass it on. They, they never, you know, it's interesting to me that you went on this journey um, and you're not the first divorced man. I have had a few other people on GS Youngblood is another one whose divorce led them to the same, you know, the same realization that you had. What did you initially find? You said you were, you had turned to some of the timeless wisdom. What did you stumble upon initially material wise that, that you read? Well, you know, it, it's very interesting because this is not new. Like, there are tons of writings over the centuries that, you know, talk, you know, written by men, aimed at younger men, to teach them about what it means to be a man. And, and one, I'll tell you, one of the books that sort of 
hit me in the like it was a kick in the head was Dr. Spock, Dr. Benjamin Spock. I wrote he wrote a book on parenting. It was one of the best selling books of the twentieth century. Mm-hmm. And he says, If you want to be a good husband and a good father, you have to be a leader of your family. When I read that, it's like I wasn't a leader. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. That's what, you know, like I thought if I just do whatever my wife wants, she'll be happy. But yeah. it doesn't happen because you know, like it's like it's so amazing. To, I talk to so many other men in the same situation. You come home from work, you say, "What do you want me to do?" And you do everything she, she wants you to do, and and well, she's not happy. And I and now I coach men. I said, "Well, you know, if you just come home and ask her what to do and just do what she says." You're really being a nanny, yeah, right, exactly. or a father. So I said, you, you know, if she asks you to help with some help her, of course. But you've got to be show your share of leadership. You guys know what's going on in your family. You see problems, step forward, find a solution, suggest it to her. You know, discuss it. But don't always say, "What should I do? What should I do?" Or, or like a lot of men think, she's the woman. She knows more about raising children. No, you're the father. You're it's your job. They're like, you don't know what to do. Do you know where? Do you know where you got the idea that going along to get along would would be good? Idea. I think it's just it's sort of pervasive in our culture. It's like mm-hmm. you know we hear men being accused of being controlling and you know, yeah. you know t- toxic was the word of the year for uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. It's like all these things. I said, well, okay, I don't want to be controlling. I want to be a good husband. I'll just do whatever she wants, and that should make her happy. And you realize, well, that's not making her happy. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get into these into these things and explain exactly what happens in that dynamic dynamic, and why. I think people really need to understand why, what what it is behind it that makes it so opposite of what they think. So we're going to start with you did them in order of five, four, three, two, one. So starting with the top and going down to the most significant. Um, although we could probably talk about them in any order, but we'll just do it this way. So number five. Always leaving the making plans to her. Right. And that starts with really the first date. You know, I couldn't count the number of single women who say to me that a man asks them out and then he can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee. It makes her wonder how he's going to handle, you know, the challenges of marriage and family life. And and in marriage and family life, when a man just, you know, when there's a problem or there's a situation and, and he always just leaves it to her to handle, he thinks, I'm showing I'm a nice, non-controlling guy. She should be happy. But to her, he's just dumping all these responsibilities on her. And it's not fair. It's like, you know, I remember talking to one fellow years ago. And I said to him, you know, you got to show your share of leadership. And he says, no, I'm a nice guy. I want to be a nice guy. I let her make the decisions because I'm a nice guy. And I said, then, but then he admitted it was easier to do that. Of course, yeah, let her solve yeah, deal right. with all the problems. It's easier. So you're, you're just leaving all these responsibilities on her, on her shoulders. It's not fair. And, she and under the guise, under the guise that you are just simply being nice. But, and you know, what's really interesting about that is that a lot of people are surprised to learn that even the most hard charging in charge, uh, you know, CEOs, CEO types will do this despite what they do all day. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it's like they're swishing gears thinking that it, this is, well, it is a completely different domain and you don't want to come and bark orders. I'm not suggesting that, but it is funny how quickly they will relinquish that um, autonomy or whatever you want to call it at home and just become this other person. I know. I know. In fact, you know, I've heard the reverse where a woman told me, 
you know, she runs a business and she says, you know, I work, I may be a boss, but when I get home and I'm with a man, I want to, I want to feel like a woman. I want him to take charge and do his share of taking charge. Yeah, no, I, I know men just think, you know, I've, I'm working hard on my job. I come home, let her handle everything and think, and think they're being these nice guys. It's, 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 I really, and, and like I said, you know, I meet these men who are successful in professions and in business and they're good people and, and they want to be good husbands. They just don't realize, you know, you're, when you leave all these responsibilities to her, she gets very frustrated and resents you. And she doesn't see you as this nice, non-controlling guy. She sees you as, you know, really shirking your responsibilities at home. Yeah. And I, and so, and I can hear, I can imagine people thinking, well, now wait, if they're both working and they both want to be off duty and not make decisions, then isn't that fair? Like, why should he, if she wants to be not making decisions at home, maybe it's because she's tired from the day and he is too. So he wants to do the same thing. But of course you can't have two people not, not doing anything or making decisions after work. And if you try to reverse it, it just goes against human nature because it isn't natural for a woman to um, have to be, um, have to feel that she's in charge of everything 24 seven. And this of course gets into, um, you know, what she's, how she's taxed by doing the quote unquote male job, which we're not going to get into the whole thing, but it's basically the, just that he's emboldened in doing that, you know, more stereotypically male role. And that's a place for him to feel strong. But when she tries to step into it, she gets exhausted from it, which is part of what happens when they get home at night is that she's doing what she thinks is double duty. And if he were continuing to be the strong man that he is um, and taking responsibilities at home, then she doesn't, she doesn't feel that way. And of course he doesn't feel emasculated if he comes home and just gives it all up to her because he's acting like that's nice. And that's what he wants. But in the reality he's resenting it. And it's going to take years before he realizes, you know, he didn't like that either. Right. Right. (laughs) As one woman says, you know, she she doesn't want to have to wear the pants all the time. You know, she she wants a man wears the pants. Okay, so number four, and you mentioned this in the in, in the other one, which I'm still surprised about this, but not offer to pay on the first date. Now, these are things that are much more common in today's generation, Elliot. You know, in, in my day, back in my day, you know, I'm not that old. I was only... <laughs> only 52. But when I was dating, there was just no question of who's going to pay on the first date or the first few dates, you know, until the relationship was established, that is. That was just a given. Now a man thinks that if he offers to pay, he's setting up, well, you tell me what he thinks because he clearly does not think it's a good thing to offer, right? Well, I think, I think what I've seen and I've heard women complain is, 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 you know, they'll offer to pay like, I've seen, I've heard several women say, you know, she goes on a first date, they go for dinner, the bill comes, she offers to pay, but she's really seeing if he's going to insist on paying. She offers to pay and he accepts it. And he thinks, oh, I'm showing I believe in gender equality. I'm showing I'm not sexist, you know, really. And, and like, and she says, well, he, he didn't understand why I wouldn't go out with him again. It's really, you know, you pay for the date because it makes the woman feel special. You want her to feel special. Don't don't accept and and don't let her pay because often they'll offer. Just say no. It's my pleasure. I'm glad to pay, and just pay for it. And and you know you don't have to take it to an expensive place if you can't afford it. <laughs> just you know I have a friend who told me if she went on a date like 
the guy wouldn't even took her to Starbucks and wouldn't pay for like two dollars for a cup of tea. It's like she, you know, it's very frustrating. She wants a man who makes her feel special. And when you don't pay, it doesn't make her feel special. And, you know, but I mean, I have to say, you know, in defense of them, Elliot, I mean, this is, you know, you reap what you sow. We've had a culture of this quality crap for 40 years telling men that this is what women want. They want to be treated like a man, essentially, and that they want everything split down the middle. So these men are literally doing what they were told to do. And exactly. now, and now we're sort of, having to slap their hands and say, no, wait, ne never mind, change my mind, don't do that. And it's very confusing for them. Exactly. That's why That's why I wrote the book. That's why I wrote this. It's like, because all these messages the men have heard, and they think they're doing the right thing. It's, it's. I mean, I can tell you, I've taken out a lot of women. Whenever I take them out, I open the car door for them, you know, to have them come into my car. I've never had one woman say... Oh, you think I can't open the guard door myself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're I showing. Know. Hey, yeah. I want you to feel special. I want. I want you to know. Uh, you know. I. I think. You know, I want you to feel. This is a special time. You know. I want you to feel special. It, it's. Uh, and these are timeless actions, like you have in the sub subtitle to your book. These are timeless um, actions, behaviors, thoughts that will never go out of style. They just won't. They're 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 complicit with human nature and. Um, it doesn't matter what society says, it works, you know, it brings out the best in people. I don't know why it's so hard to, to fathom, but I just know that we're up against, you know, so, like for every one person like you and I who say this, there's, you know, what, a thousand people who say the opposite to these poor young people. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, it, but it's not working. That, that's the thing. It's like, they're saying this and it's not working out. I've even read, talking about paying the bill, it's like, where they think, well, the person who makes more money should pay for the day. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Bring your income tax return? It's like, just pay for it. Take <laughs> oh, her right. Like, how would you know that? Take her someplace that you can afford to pay for her and pay for her. It, it's really not difficult. <laughs> it makes her feel special. You know, she wants to feel special. When you got married, things were perfect. You were both in love and life was good. Then somewhere along the line, everything changed. She changed, or maybe he did. Either which way, now your relationship feels, well, hard. I coach husbands and wives who feel lonely, disrespected, or misunderstood in their relationship. So many women today are desperate for their husbands to step up to the plate, to make a decision and to stick to it, to lead rather than to follow. Ladies, you have the power to make it happen. Men respond best to women who are grounded in their feminine core. As for husbands, so many of them want their wives to stop nagging and to just trust them, to smile more and to complain less, to look at them the way they did when they were first dating. Men, you have the power to make it happen. Women respond best to men who are grounded in their masculine core. The secret to lasting love rests in the masculine-feminine dance. Once you master it, your relationship will no longer be difficult. You'll be moving with the biological tide rather than against it. And that makes marriage smooth sailing. If you're struggling in your relationship, if you feel frustrated or alone, I can help. Just go to SuzanneBanker.com, that's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-V-E-N-K-E-R.com, and click on the coaching button at the top. Don't wait another minute to acquire the mindset you need to find love and to sustain it. It's so much easier than you think. That's SuzanneBanker.com. Men really need to do exactly what I'm telling women to do, which is completely ignore the culture and everything that they've been taught. They just need a whole lesson in, hey, you need to you need to do what's right, regardless of what you're told is right. And you have to be confident in that and know. But of course, that requires, like you said, an older gentleman passing on that info. It's definitely best when it's passed on from men from man to man, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, 
but you know it's just been lost to so many men today i mean that's that's why i'm doing what i'm doing and you're doing what you're doing yeah okay number three always saying whatever you want you decide right so here again a woman wants a man's input on something you know a common example i give is you know, wife calls her husband's at work. What do you want for supper, chicken or fish? And he says, well, you know, whatever you want, <laughs> you decide. Like, it doesn't matter to him. And so I tell these guys, well, if it really doesn't matter to you, it's easy. Just make a decision. <laughs> Choose one. It's easy. But but there again, if, if he doesn't make a decision, he thinks I'm being a uh, non-controlling nice guy. And then, again, he's leaving responsibility on her, but you know, there's a kicker because sometimes the man will think, well, if I don't make the decision and it goes wrong, well, you can't blame me for it. But I tell him, you know what? You're the man. You're still responsible. If, if you let her do something that you think is wrong and you're just going to give in and think, well, if it goes wrong, I'll blame her. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause that's actually, I definitely hear that from the husband. So let's say I tell, like I work with women on saying, Hey, if you want him to step up, this is exactly what I tell them. If you want him to step up, okay, but you cannot complain with how he does whatever he does or what decision he makes, even if it's not what you would have chosen. You can't have it both ways. You can't be the leader and then, or excuse me, not be the leader, have him lead, and then also get what you want exactly the way you would want it. It just doesn't work that way. So that's the message for them. But because the men will say, the husbands will say, well, when I do decide, she complains about it, the way I do it, or the, or, you know, like, okay, so I'll give you a scene. I remember reading this recently where, the, the the gal was actually making fun of it and it wasn't funny. She was like, I'm such a deer to deal with. I tell my husband to pick a place to go and then I proceed to shoot down every single one of his suggestions. Ha ha ha. Now that's, that's of course supposed to be funny, but the reality is on the receiving end for the guy, it's well, okay, Elliot, what do I do with that? When she shoots down every, what should I do? What would you tell me? Hey, you know what? I, I've dealt with that situation. So like he wants to take his wife out on Saturday night and he says, would like to go here. No. Would you like to go there? No. How about this other place? No. <laughs> Where do you want to go? I don't know. So I said, well, you know what? Just say, let's just go to place A. Because that was your first choice? Okay, we'll just go here. And then, because that's your, she, I think she's really tested the test to see if you're going to stand up and say, show leadership. So we'll just go here. Because really, if you're going to a restaurant, A, B, and C, I'm sure they're all good choices. So just go to A. Just get in the car. We'll go here. And, yeah. and, and, and really, it's really testing you to see, well, I, I, is he going to put up with this? <laughs> it it is true. And, and of course, and there are, there are men who will take offense to that. Well, I'm not going to put up with that. So blah, 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 blah. She's testing me. She shouldn't test me. You know what? Whatever. It, if, if you want a relationship to work, you know, we're telling you how it will work and you have to not complain about it and just do these things, put them into action. You know, if you eventually say, Look, one of my favorite things that my husband says to me is, um, I made a reservation on Friday night for blank, period. That's it. Like, it's an email or text. I made a reservation for 630 at blank. And I go and I text back and I say, great, thanks. Or I'll be there with my heels on or, you know, whatever cute thing I want to say. But the point is, if you just state it and tell me, I will show up. Now, I, I can't say, now we've been married almost 23 years, and I, it was not like this in the first half of our marriage. And he would be one of those people who would have said, well, whatever suggestion that I make, you would say the opposite. And I did for a long time. You know, it took me figuring out, you know, how to make this work where, wait, do I really care about 
at the end of the day, do I really care about where I'm going or what I'm eating? Or do I just want to be alone with him without the kids and without anything, you know? And that in the end was the most important thing to me. So I really didn't care where I was. And I liked it when he just made the appointment because, or the reservation, because then I didn't have to do it. And it's really a win-win, but you have to get your head into it and just put the skill into action first and see what happens as a result of that instead of being resistant to it. No, exactly. I I think it sort of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning, like always leaving the other person to make a plan. You know, did he ask you, let's go out Friday night, where do you want to go? Make reservations? No, he he said, here's a plan. This is where I want to go. We'll we'll get there for 7.30. You know, he he was a man with a plan. So, I I mean, he could have said, I I think we should go to this restaurant Friday night, 7.30. You okay with that? But in either case, just don't say, what do you want to do? Where do you yeah. want to go? <laughs> exactly. Okay. When we're done with these five things, we'll just, I'm going to state exactly how I'm going to turn them on their head and say what we should do. These are kind of what they shouldn't do, right? right. Number two, follows orders. <laughs> you wrote here, he may think doing everything her way makes him a good guy, but when she always has to tell him what to do, she feels he's a child and she is his mother. Show more initiative. Right, right. So this is getting back to what I was saying earlier, where where the man just comes home and he has, she has to tell him what to do, or there's a situation, you know, what should I do? What with the children, whatever the home, he he's just uh, you know oblivious, or he just tell me what to do. He's his mind is occupied with you know his work or his business, and, he, and he, so he comes home and says, yeah, just tell me what to do, I'll do it, and and uh, like I said. It makes her feel like he's a child and she's his mother and she doesn't want to be his mother. Now I will say there's some, this gets a little more complicated in the traditional marital situation with kids. And here's what I mean by that. If you're home with the kids full time and he's working full time and you have the command of what's going on at home, which is is inevitable, obviously it really doesn't matter whether it's the man or woman, even if it's reversed, the person walking in the door isn't necessarily going to know your system, um, at least for that day, and may have to say, you know, may have to have some sort of instructions in some capacity. And I think there's a way to do that without becoming a lapdog, you know, or being clueless about what needs to be done. But there is some nuance there that has to go on. Um, and hopefully if you the best way to offset that, in my opinion, because we were once in that boat, certainly many years ago, the more he's involved at home outside of those working hours and the more you're communicating, he should ideally know what's going on during the day. So for example, what a nap schedule is like, right. Or what the food schedule is. Um, So in the ideal world, you wouldn't ever have to have any instruction, but I think, I think invariably it's, it's somewhat of a fine line there in that particular scenario. Well, I think what you're saying is true, but I think the man has to be aware of what's going on. The first step is is know what's going on at home. You know what's yeah. going on in your children's right. lives. Know what's going on in your wife's life and, and, and be able to, once you know those things, then you can see situations that need to be dealt with. I mean, this is what I tell men. You, you know, the man will say, you want me to show my share of leadership? My wife's been running everything for the past 10 years. I said, well, this is what you do. Look for situations that are not being dealt with. That you know that she's not dealing with because you don't want to undermine her. But if if it's not being dealt with, you know, find a solution, do some research, and implement it, and or, mm-hmm. or talk to your wife about it. Says I think this is the solution to this problem. I'd like to do this and this and this. 
and and oh well that's great that's what she wants and she wants you to show initiative and i say just keep doing that at first she may be like you might take her by complete surprise well and she'll balk at first because she'll think she knows the way to do it better if she's the one home that's the thing that's what i mean like she's at first she's going to be like well but that's not doesn't work because a b c d and so he'll have to really worm his way in there. Now, I'm just talking about that particular scenario when you're home with young kids. It's a small window, you know, and, and one's working full time and the other one's at home full time. That's just a very specific situation. Because um, I, I know a lot of those people for whom it gets kind of sketchy. But you're right. You have to. There's a way around this. And you don't. And the answer is not, as, as you say, you've met these men who just completely check out. You know, whatever she does is fine. You know, my parents did that for sure. My dad. And it caused constant conflict because he didn't throw himself into it. And then when he did, she'd shoot it down and he didn't have the, um, you know, ability really, or even understanding or awareness as to how to circumvent her reactions. Right. So it's, it's a dance and you have to, you don't just want to give up at the end and just let her have total control because that's when she's going to end up resenting you, which is the point of your book and your Message. Right, right. I mean, I've heard lots of men say, you know, I tried to show leadership and I got shot down and they just gave, gave up. Or, or or, even men will say to me, well, I can't lead unless my wife lets me. I said, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, imagine if they said that at their office. Well, I tried to lead, but people just didn't listen to me. <laughs> well, that's what it. Would I, happen? What would happen? Well, they'd say you're, that you're, you're, you're in the wrong job. But... <laughs> But I think I tell really I've had men say, "Well, I can't lead unless she lets me." I said, "You know what? She'll 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 follow your lead if if you're a good leader. You know, just you see a problem that needs to be dealt, come forward with a good solution, and say, oh, wow, yeah, that's that's.'" Uh, yep. Agreed. Okay, and the number one, and this is a biggie. You're right, um, and I see it a lot. And that is not standing up to her when she treats him badly. And let me, before you explain this, let me just preface it by saying, this is really not PC, as you know, because it's very popular today to talk about how women are, you know, abused by these horrible men who treat them badly. But there is virtually no conversation about the reverse. And we know now, all these years later of, you know, now we have research on this and data that show um, that women are, in fact, just as abusive in a different capacity, in a different way as men. And that's not a popular or common thing to admit, but it's true. There, are, Just because you can't necessarily be as physical as men doesn't mean you don't have other ways of doing that. So, And, and that's, that's an extreme version of what you're talking about. I think you're just talking about just not being nice. You're not necessarily talking about abuse. Maybe you are. But at any rate, he is not supposed to take it. Right. Well, I'm really talking about the full range. I mean, I, I've seen lots of situations where women will, will make fun of their husbands, ridicule their husbands in front of other people. And I thought, wow. And oh, and the man will just laugh it off. Like it's a joke. Is it? Oh, no. no. It's like, you know, you don't realize that that leads to she'll, she'll lose respect for you. She'll, she'll, she, it's just, it's just, uh, can grow into feelings of contempt. I mean, it's really a slippery slope. So she's not going to have any respect for you if you accept that treatment. And no you question. think, and you think, oh, I'm being such a nice guy. <laughs> I won't say anything. I'll just ignore it. She won't do it again. That's what people say. To, oh, he won't. She won't do it again. But she does because if you, you just have to learn to set boundaries and make it clear to her that that's not a go. And and like, and even sometimes I tell men like, to tell her there's a consequence. Like 
if she's asking you to do something, she's yelling and screaming at you, you could say, well, you know, I'd like to do this for you, but you got to ask me, lower your voice and ask there me that go. lower voice. I'd like, yep. I don't be happy to do it, but I can't do it if you're going to talk to me that way. It's, uh, and you, ha- you can almost, I feel like it would click more, correct me if I'm wrong, to say this to a husband, if you used someone else in her place, like if it's not the wife. Right? What if a kid talked to you like that? What if a boss talked to you like that? What if a friend talked to you about that? What if your own mother, you know, elderly mother or father, whatever? Like, would you have the same reaction? And presumably the answer would be no, I wouldn't take that. But there's this automatic assumption that not taking it from your woman means that you're abusive or something. If you, you know, lay down the law as far as what you will accept and won't se- accept behavior wise. Well, I think that the key is to, to, you know, deal with it in a calm, you know, but strong way to make it clear. This is not. I'm not accepting this, and mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, make it clear. I'm, but also, you see, you see, men are like. Well, he figures. Well, I won't say anything. You know, I'll. If I, I, I want to keep my marriage together. That's what he thinks, right? He thinks I won't stand up keep for myself. Peace. Keep because, the peace. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the peace. Exactly. That's exactly the word. And of course, he's not keeping the peace. It's just. It's, it isn't peaceful. It feels peaceful in the moment. But right. Of course, all this, all this contempt is brewing inside of her. And then it, it just comes out in a big way, you know, often years later. Yeah. She resents him. And the thing is, she resents him for taking it because, because part of it is if he can't even stand up to her, how will he stand up for her? Right. It's like, you know, what if somebody else is threatening her? Will he be able to stand up to that person and say, hey, you know, you don't threaten my wife. You stay away from her. He can't even stand it to his own yes, wife. Right, right. I, yeah. He's got to show he has some backbone. That's what. The, that's, that's what this is about. Getting a backbone. No, that's no. That's what this is all about. Have some backbone, you know. I can imagine, or actually, I've heard some men. They're so. They're so angry about the fact that a woman will treat, will attempt to treat them in a certain way to begin with, or you know, test them as we said that they just get so um, they're just filled with anger over it and they just check out as opposed to understanding that you actually have some power here to change this. And they think, well, I don't, I, I shouldn't have to change it, you know? And, and when you live with shoulds, you end up failing in my opinion, because y- yeah, you can, t- you can talk all day long about why something shouldn't be the way it is. But if you're in this boat and it is happening, whether it should or not, and here's how to redirect the boat, I'm giving the answer, then go do it rather than complain about the fact that it shouldn't happen from the get-go. Does that make sense? No, I, I understand. I understand. I think I, I think sometimes men, women test men, and some men will just check out. I, I understand that. It's like, you know, if it's a first or second date and they're testing, it's like, you know. I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'll say, I don't need to be tested. I could pass this test, but I don't need to be tested by you. I, You know, I... Just I, you know, I don't want to need someone who complains about my car, or complains about this. You know, uh, you're just on my first date. You're criticizing everything about me. It's like I could stand up to you, but I, I don't think this is a good start. No, I agree. No, that's a time to just run. At that point, you should run for sure. I guess I was thinking more of long lines of when you're knee deep into a relationship or you're married. You know, and you want to stay right. married. But no, no absolutely. you're absolutely right. If it happens right away, run. <laughs> but if it happens in your marriage, you got, I mean, I know a couple. Whenever I see them together, the wife is always complaining about the husband right in front of him. And I feel like saying to her, you know, I like both of you very much, you know, but I can't take it. 
No. Oh, oh, been there. Been there. I can't yeah. take listening to you. So, you know, your husband's a good guy. You know he's a good guy. That's why you wanted him. So it's... Uh, uh, okay. So the opposite of these five things I wrote, I wrote down. You correct me if I'm wrong here. Or if you want to say it differently. Would be number one, take the lead. Right. Take the lead. Be a man of the plan. Number two, take initiative. You know, make the plan. Don't wait for her to make it. That's right. Take, right. Show initiative. Show your share of leadership. Show initiative. Cast the deciding vote, meaning if, meaning don't leave it up to her all the all the time to decide which thing you're going to do. Just say this is the this is the one we're going to do. Right. And if Show she unless we, what's that? Show you can make a decision. That's yeah, yeah. And then finally, tell her her behavior is unacceptable rather than just laugh when she makes fun of you, like you just said, especially yeah, in public. Yeah. You know what? I tell men, if she criticizes you in front of other people, just say to her, you know, if you disagree with me, talk to me in private, not in front of other people or not in front of the children. If you want to, don't undermine me. You know, it's, it's talk to me later in private. Amen. Okay, Elliot. So tell everybody about your about your book and where they can get it. Okay, the book is called Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And uh, just so you know, it's actually been translated to 24 languages around the world, so it's really struck a chord. It's available on Amazon as, um, as a paperback and a, as an e-book. And it's also available on Apple Books, which uh, used to be iBooks, and Kobo. Those are the main places to get it. And, and my you, website is yeah. www.elliotcats.com. It's E-L-L-I-O-T-T-T-T-K-A-T-Z.com. And you can contact me through there. And if you have any comments or questions, and it can really, you know, I've had a lot of positive feedback on the book. Like people said, it saved their marriage. So, you know, I tell people it's a, it's a lot cheaper than getting divorced. <laughs> oh, same. I say the same thing, Elliot. And I always turn people over to, I only have a couple people and you're one of them. Um, to turn people to when I think that when it's a man, and so I'm trying to say, like a single guy, especially, um, you know, when I think they'll be better served by talking with a man than than little old me. <laughs> so I appreciate it, Ellie. It's been great talking to you, and yeah, so glad that you came back. All the best in the work you're doing. You're doing great stuff. Thanks, Elliot. You too. We'll take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Now for the email of the day. This is from Amy. She said she's tried the things that. Uh, well, she wrote, quote, I've tried the things you recommend in How to Be a Wife, and my husband hates it when I do number five, which is to say yes, even if I don't mean it. He emphatically says that he wants me to tell him the honest truth and not say yes if I think no. Obviously, your recommendations can't work for 100% of people, but I was so confused by this issue. I wanted to mention it to you and see if you had any thoughts or wisdom to share about this piece of advice because he was super clear that he does not like it and does not make him feel respected. Any insight appreciated. Okay. And I told Amy that I was going to be answering this on the, on the show. So here's the deal with when I talk about saying yes, or being in agreement with your husband, I do not mean that you should be a, in any way, a doormat or hold back your feelings and your thoughts about something important that he needs your um, insight on. And just being two healthy grown people in a relationship and two adults, you're going to have deep conversations that require both people's opinions. All I'm talking about there is that if you happen to be a naturally argumentative person 
who's always saying no, particularly about things that it really doesn't matter, that's when saying nothing or saying yes, even if you don't agree, is extremely helpful. So to some degree, you're going to have to, as a wife, judge you know, who you are and how much this applies to your life, like she was saying in that question. If you, if you find yourself saying no constantly just to, you know, play devil's advocate, let's say, or because it's just natural for you to say no instead of yes, whatever the reason may be, and he's hearing it all the time, he's going to be exhausted by that. And so if you're overwhelming in that way, then saying yes, even when you mean no, if it's really minor and it just doesn't matter in the end is, is only a positive thing in my opinion. Um, so I, it's possible that in your situation, Amy, you're either you took it re- really literally, you know, to, to the point where he genuinely wants your opinion about something and he has asked and you just say the opposite. And he feels that because he knows you so well, he knows you're, you're sort of lying or whatever. So that's not what I'm talking about. Um, it, this takes some practice and I work with people in coaching on this about how to, how to get this right. So it's not an easy, quick answer, but I just wanted to at least um, clarify that this is not about being a doormat, not about being a Stepford wife and just saying yes to everything. It's simply about not being so argumentative and, and, and there is a fine line there for sure. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Venker show. Don't forget to continue the conversation on Facebook by typing in the Facebook search bar, The Suzanne Venker Show. Also, please recommend this podcast to one friend you think would enjoy it. And don't forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you're now using. Finally, if you have a question or comment for me, you can email me at Suzanne at the Suzanne Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.